homage to Sakyamuni Buddha, homage to His Holiness Lama Achuk Rinpoche, homage to His Holiness Gelwe Nyugu Rinpoche. Let's raise Bodhicitta to benefit countless suffering sentient beings. May all beings have happiness and all the causes of happiness. May they be free from suffering and all the causes of suffering. May they never be separated from the great happiness, devoid of suffering. And may they forever dwell in the great equanimity, free from attachment and aversion. To sacred Bodhisattva, the precious and excellent mind, where it is not, may it arise. Where it is, may it never decline, consistently growing, rising higher and higher. Welcome back everybody. And today we are going to talk about cause and effect and uh, dependent origination. This is just an introduction to cause and effect. It's, there's another chapter later on in the book, which I think deals with it a lot more extensively. And basically what this is, is that nothing happens without a cause. If we're experiencing something, something is happening in our life that has come about because of certain causes and these causes have come together with the right conditions and as a result we experience the result. And this is really a natural law and this natural law applies both to the physical or material world and also to our mental world. It's actually just a natural law of this world. It applies to everything in everything we do. And we can see it happening around us all the time. Now this wasn't something that Buddha invented. He wasn't sitting there when he was trying to attain enlightenment or had attained the enlightenment thinking, what can I use? What can I find to control everybody, to stop everybody having fun? It was just really that he observed through his practice that this was just a natural law of the world, that everything abides by cause and effect. And so he just tells us that this is how it works. It's not something that he invented. So some people have the idea that if I believe in it, then I'm going to be subject to cause and effect. So if I don't believe it, then I won't be subject to cause and effect. So better I don't believe it. Unfortunately, it doesn't work this way. Even if you don't believe in cause and effect, you will experience the results of cause and effect. And this has also been mentioned in Christianity. Maybe it's spoken about in a different way. But in Christianity, they also talk about whatever seeds you sow, so shall you reap. And also, when we talk about if you do negative deeds, that you'll go to the hells, and if you go do positive deeds, you'll go to the heavens, this in itself is really a form of cause and effect. Because of the causes of your negative deeds, you suffer. Because of the causes of your positive deeds, you go to heaven. Now, I'm not too sure how, if, if it is mentioned or how it's mentioned in Islam. I know it is also mentioned in, in Hinduism. In the notes, it mentions rice. I'll use an example of tea. For instance, if we want to make tea. So this is an example of cause and effect with respect to physical phenomena. Let's say we've gone out camping. 
and we wake up in the morning and we really feel like a cup of tea. And to make the tea, what do we need? We need to have the water, we need to have a container, a pot, uh, the fuel to be able to boil the water. We need to have oxygen, we need to have somebody that puts the tea into the water and puts the water into the pot and to light the fuel. And then when all of these causes and conditions have come together, then we're able to make tea and we're able to enjoy the tea. And then how does this work with respect to mental phenomena? What happens is everything that we're doing, our motivations, our judgments, our discriminations, all of these rising thoughts are planting seeds in our mind stream or should we say leaving traces in our mind stream. Maybe we could say leaving imprints in our mind stream. An example of this would be, for instance, we are driving to, to work or we're traveling to work and the radio is on and there's a song playing and a few hours later we're humming the tune think where did the song come from why am i singing this but what happened was we heard it maybe consciously or maybe it was just in the background we didn't pay much notice to it the song was playing and it left those traces in our mind stream and then later we start singing it or we remember what happened the next day and these traces or these imprints stay in our mind stream and when the right causes and conditions arise then they appear again. So these traces are left in the part of mind which we call the alaya. And this is also known as the law of karma. All these causes and conditions coming together create karma and we experience the result of this karma or this cause and effect. What is karma really? Karma is action. It's the action of our body, our speech and our mind. And it can also be deeds or actions that have the power to produce an effect. Generally speaking, the karma is separated into positive karma, negative karma, and neutral karma. And whether it's positive or negative or neutral depends on our motivation, our intention for what we are acting on. And so we see in this case that our motivation is very important or our intention is very important so it's very important to watch our intention and our motivation and how do we do this is through our mindfulness and awareness and these actions of ours either in speech or in with our body they leave repercussions for instance if we treat somebody really badly then or somebody treats us very badly one is we experience the event very unhappily, but it also leaves repercussions. It leaves these uh, thoughts remembering this event. And these repercussions could stay there for a long time. An example of this as well, how these re repercussions are left, is uh, also the same as these uh, imprints or traces being left in our mind stream, is if somebody really treats us very well, they buy us something nice, they help us, they save our life, for instance, the next time we see that person, we'll be very happy to see them, or there'll be a warm feeling, or at least we'll maybe smile, or it's not like we're going to be unhappy to see them. And so we see that event, 
that help of the person or the kind deed has left an imprint in our mind stream. And similarly, if somebody does something negative to us, really hurts us, that leaves that imprint. The next time we see them, either we want to avoid them, we want to say something nasty to them, we want to ask them what it was all about, and generally the feeling of seeing them again is not that of so much of a happy experience. And generally what determines what is negative are the 10 negative actions. Uh, generally it's split into three of body, four of speech, and three of mind. And positive is generally to do with the 10 positive actions. And would also include practices of repentance, of renunciation, bodhicitta, belief, and of course, the realization of wisdom emptiness. Neutral, this can maybe fall into two uh, different classifications. One, some people say there is no neutral. Other people say there is neutral. Neutral would generally be doing something with a motivation that is neither positive or negative. And where some people say it isn't a, um, a neutral, there isn't a neutral cause and effect is because if we are still doing things in ignorance, and ignorance is one of the negative emotions or negative afflictions. So anything done in ignorance is still a negative action or cause of negative karma. And we can also experience karma that is common karma and individual karma. Common karma is events or experiences that a group of people may experience. For instance, if there's an earthquake, many people experience the earthquake. This is that for those people that are experiencing the earthquake, we have common karma. Or we might go to a great music event and everybody's in a stadium and everybody has the common karma that they are going to the music event together. And then the individual karma is that this experience will be experienced very differently by everybody else that's attending. So maybe everybody is at the music concert, but for some people they will be loving the music, some people will be disliking it. The individual experiences of everybody at the karma, at the concert, will be very, very different. And this is due to their own individual karma. And this is a very important concept in Buddhism. And if you really start to understand this, then you really begin to take great care about what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're thinking. And how do you take great care? By really practicing the right mindfulness and awareness. When we realize this, we start to realize that we are responsible for our own actions and what is happening in our life has come about because of our own actions in the past. As the teachers say, if you want to know what your past lives were, have a look at your life now. And if you want to know what your future lives are going to be like, have a look at what your actions of body, speech and mind are now. Through this, we start to understand that we are both the director and the actor. Because of the choices and the actions that we've made presently and in the past, we will experience certain karma in the future.
What is also important to realize here is that using this law of cause and effect, we can also help change our future, change our destiny. And how do we do this? By just not acting in ways that is going to bring these causes and conditions together. So for instance, we may still be wanting to have that cup of tea, but if there's no water, we can't have the cup of tea. Or if there's no pot to cook it, or there's no fuel to warm the water, or if there's no person to put the, the tea in or the water into the pot, then the result of being able to have tea to drink will not come about. And all we need is just for one of those of those elements to be missing and we can't have tea. Or we could have all of it as well, but we're waking up really had a wake when we wake up we really had a rough night the night before and when we when we make the tea the water's boiling and then we put the tea in, we're stirring and then when we take a taste <laughs> it was something else, it wasn't tea. I don't know what I put into that water. So then again it hasn't made tea, so the causes and conditions haven't come together to get the result of having tea. And what do we use to change cause and effect within our mental processes? We practice repentance. And remember, in Buddhism, it's not just saying, I'm sorry. Repentance also means stop doing it, having a method to stop, and also acting in ways that are opposite to the negative actions that you've acted in. into. For instance, if you steal, then the opposite action is to practice a lot of generosity. Another is to practice bodhicitta, and another is to have faith. From this, we also see that this is maybe a little different to some religions, is that um, we are responsible for what is happening in our life. It doesn't mean that you just say to people, oh, it's your karma, you deal with it. For ourselves, we know, oh, I'm having these troubles because of my past actions, and this is the karmic result. But if we see other people having difficulties, then we should always do our best to try and help them. In Buddhism, we don't believe that what is happening in our life has been predetermined by a supreme being. And neither that things just happen randomly. And so from this, we see the more we practice something, the more likely we're going to have a similar type of result. So if you practice many positive deeds, it's more likely that in the future you will experience positive results or have positive experiences. And the same applies. If you want more suffering and you want more unhappiness, then enter into more negative deeds. There was a very famous golfer, his name was Gary Player, and he was once playing a tournament and his one shot ended up in the bunker and it was a very difficult shot and he hit the ball out of the bunker and it went straight into the hole. And when this happened, one of the spectators shouted, what a lucky shot. And he replied, yes, it's funny. The more I practice, the luckier I get. And similarly, the more you practice positive deeds of body, speech and mind, the luckier you might find life becomes. And with respect to this karma as well, the cause and effect, 
the effect or the result sometimes happens very quickly and sometimes it doesn't appear for a long time. It only appears much later in this lifetime or in future lifetimes. And I think sometimes this makes it difficult for people to see it or want to believe it because they don't see the result immediately. An example of things happening immediately is, for instance, if you put your hand on a hot stove, you will burn your hand, you get a blister. And this is, the result comes very quickly. However, where it takes a long time is sometimes maybe if we enjoy a lot of smoking or we do a lot of things that hurt our body, we don't see the result of it very quickly. But over 30 or 40 years later, suddenly the effect of the smoking does affect our body. And so through this, we can see that we can use the law of cause and effect to change our future, to change our destiny by acting, changing our behavior into more positive behavior. If we want more harm and more unhappiness, then acting more in a negative behavior. But it doesn't happen immediately. And why? Because sometimes the inertia, the, the gravity of our previous actions is still going to come into play before the result or the causes and conditions of all the positive actions take form or take result. And the Buddha taught this because it is very important that we know that we should take great care about what we're doing with our body, speech and mind. Because if we don't, all that happens is, is that we create suffering for ourselves in the future. And if we understand what causes suffering, then we have the opportunity to reduce these causes, these actions, or even eliminate them. And what is the best way to do this is to be really take great care of what is happening with our body, speech and mind, and which is the captain of this is our mind. First from the mind, then we speak or we act. And how do we look after the mind? Maybe starting through meditation, through practicing the correct mindfulness and correct awareness. And this is just a really brief introduction into cause and effect. And again, it will be discussed in a later chapter. And on that note, we'll finish for today and we'll do the dedication. By this good may all obtain omniscience, having defeated the enemies of wrongdoings in the turbulent waves of birth, old age, sick, sickness and death, may all be liberated from the ocean of the suffering of samsara. Sonam deye tamcha tsepanye tobnye nyepe tranang khacheja keka nachir balang trupai tsipi tsoli troa troa shoa.